Hello and welcome to the Food and Business Knowledge Platform podcast, Feeding the Cities. In this first edition, we're talking about the challenges faced by the Dutch agro-food sector when it comes to playing its part in feeding the megacities around the globe. Internationally, the Dutch have a great reputation when it comes to food production. A recent National Geographic article was headlined, This Tiny Country Feeds the World. So, the expertise and know-how is well established. But how can that expertise be better applied to feed people in the cities in emerging economies? Rapid urbanisation and economic growth in these emerging economies is throwing up a host of new challenges. And the needs for solutions are all too real. So how to best rise to this challenge? A challenge that also provides enormous opportunities for Dutch companies. We need far more than just a logistical solution and investment in in hardware. We see that the scale becomes larger and larger. What we see in mega cities, but also smaller cities, 1.5 million, 2 million, is that access to food is a major topic. I'm your podcast host, Andy Clark. In the podcast, we'll hear about what needs to be done to meet the demand to provide healthy and nutritious food in these mega cities. There are examples of successful innovative projects and expert advice on which lessons from the past can be better shared and how the sector, which is agro-food companies, policymakers, knowledge institutes and NGOs, how that sector can better organise itself in a way to meet these growing demands. My name is Ruud Ruben. I uh, am a professor of impact assessment at Wageningen University and at the same time I am a coordinator of the research on value chains and food security at what we call Wageningen Research. Now mega cities, different from just any other food supply system, have a, a, a couple of particular challenges. First of all, people in those cities are not involved anymore in production. They might have double jobs, they are very busy. So they have a kind of preference for convenience food and sometimes even processed foods. That is also the risk immediately related to that, the health risk, because obesity, in addition to just undernutrition, is the key health problem in cities. And secondly, let's say the distance, the physical distance between where the food is produced and where it is consumed and all the networks in between of local vendors and small shops and sometimes supermarkets even, also poor people do buy at supermarkets their foods. Uh, that, that is a particular challenge, how to organize that and how to get both the quality of the food as well as the price uh, in shape for uh, poorer segments of the population to be, to be accessible. Yeah, my name is Henk van Dijn. I'm uh, CEO of BOP Innovation Centre. We started seven years ago as a knowledge institute about inclusive business, and we're developing now towards a social enterprise, providing services to public and private partners, um, especially targeting low-income consumers. What's the, the, the quickest lesson the Dutch agri-food sector needs to learn to be able to better um, meet the needs of the, the megacities around the world? If it's something that had to happen tomorrow, what should it be? People are hungry in cities, and we don't understand that only producing food um, is the way to feed the world. So it's not only about productivity, it's also about distribution and availability, especially affordability and accessibility. And I think at the moment, what I see in the work we do as BUP Innovation Center, um, a number of times accessibility is forgotten as a team. So yes, we say we produce enough. So around Lagos, for example, in Nigeria, uh, there is more than enough production of food. 
uh, or uh, imported, but it isn't distributed in the cities in the way it should, so that it becomes accessible for those who need, who are in need to feed themselves in the right way. So it's no longer just about production. The megacities throw up major distribution challenges. So this means a rethink is necessary and teaming up with new non-agricultural players such as the e-commerce industry. I think when you look at the Dutch um, agri-food sector in general, especially agro-logistics, we have quite some knowledge and expertise to bring to those kind of solutions. Um, but we should be quite innovative. It's a model which is not really ours because we don't have this uh, detailed network of distribution models in the Netherlands. Um, and we should team up with partners which are uh, not uh, sector-driven partners, uh, like the big platforms of uh, uh, e-commerce traders um, that are new partners in the system, which could be helpful to link to, to, uh, to, link to our knowledge on, on uh, warehousing, on distribution itself, on preserving uh, products during such a system, uh, trade models. Um, so yeah, it's, it's quite important to link with new partners uh, and to look broader than the agri-food sector itself. Ruert Ruben from Wageningen University and Research agrees that feeding megacities requires a new approach. First of all, the traditional solution of just organizing a supply chain from a local pro uh, producer, a farmer, towards a, a consumer living in the city, that's not the, uh, not the way to go forward, because that is basically a logistical problem, uh, a supply chain technical problem of cooling and, and, and transport and etc. and storage. Here we have to do with an organization of a, uh, a linkage between uh, food producers and urban consumers that are rather distant from each other, that have no direct connections in terms of information on the product, on the prices, etc. So we do we need far more than just uh, logistical solution and investment in, in hardware. A more in-depth approach is necessary with a deep understanding of the local situation and strong local partners. What we need is a combination of that hardware that should be there, uh, but also, let's say, uh, what we call orgware, so places where consumers can purchase their products, either physical places like uh, wholesale markets or retail outlets, uh, but also, let's say, uh, uh, information about uh, uh, the quality of the product and how to get access to that. Uh, we call that orgware. Uh, and we need a kind of software also where uh, consumers are educated in terms of what is the best for them to purchase, because only convenience and fast food is a big risk, a health risk. Uh, so we need the, that those three components together. And that, that is not all, only a business solution, that's also a solution where you link yourself in with urban authorities. Usually they are not ministries, they are like corporations, business-wise organizations that have a ma major task in cleaning up the cities and organizing the waste si system, etc. But they are also interested in how markets are organized, how consumers uh, have access to food. Getting food to consumers in the megacities is a unique challenge. Henk van Down explains. And especially low-income consumers buy products on a daily basis because they only have to, they only have two to eight dollars to spend. So for them, it's crucial to have availability of products on a daily basis, which gives a complete different uh, challenge for distribution models. 
There are some pilots of innovative distribution which offer great potential according to Ruert Rubin. The best of them also combine an in-depth knowledge of local customs and culture. In Bangladesh there was a Dutch NGO, ICO, that was already working on home delivery of food and sanitary products. So they started with sanitary products, which are non-perishable, of course, and then they integrated uh, markets. And they made even, they constructed a, a marketplace, a, a retail marketplace, only for women. Eh? So that, that was overcoming the constraint that there were that women should always go together with husbands or, or sons. Eh? And that, uh, that relatively safe marketplace, as it was called, had a considerable effect on the consumption and the direct intake of, uh, of fresh food. Uh, so if you if you enable uh, people t uh, and you construct s some of the infrastructure together with a behavioral change activity, those NGOs are particularly effective. And I do think that such activities can be upscaled to uh, for larger units. That's fascinating. So it really is about getting that in-depth local knowledge yeah. and then working and piloting at a small level and then looking at how to scale it up. Yeah, I certainly believe it. Just, just rolling out a large-scale uh, a, a change in the food system at urban level is certainly not effective. And Henk van Dijn says lessons can be learned from the water sector when it comes to distribution. Yeah, I think the, the, the water sector, especially in water sanitation, uh, is very well developed and we're strong as the Netherlands in, in water and sanitation. Um, and they studied quite some uh, urban areas already and implemented projects in urban areas where we can learn from. Uh, because the dynamics in water and food, of course, it are two different products, but in the end, uh, the purchase uh, for low-income consumers is, comp is comparable um, because they always have to buy on a daily basis, also water. So when you talk about water kiosk, which is a project, of course, in, in many countries implemented by Dutch NGOs, uh, could be a very interesting model to link that to food products. Innovative distribution is one key factor as is a multidisciplinary approach. This can really help the Dutch agro-food sector gain ground, according to the experts, and help meet the challenge of feeding the ever-growing cities in emerging economies. An open mind and willingness to work with even those seen as competitors will also be necessary to tackle a problem of this scale, according to Henk van Dijn. We, as the Netherlands, are not the only ones who can help to solve that problem. Um, it's very local-driven. Uh, and in the end, I mean, we, we, we like I said, we, our biggest city is 860,000 people. We have quite some knowledge. We're very export-driven, especially when it's in agro and food. But the challenges in those cities are completely different than the dynamics we know in the Netherlands or in, even in Europe. Ruud Rubin says a good idea to gain support for new ventures in the megacities themselves is to emphasize the health benefits of investing in food the effects of better foods are visible in lower health care costs. Uh, we have calculated with uh, a research institute in Washington, our partner IFPRI, that $1 investment in food saves $17 investment in health care. Uh, so it has pay off, but you don't see it immediately. Uh, uh, that implies that, let's say, for a, a partnership on food, you need other uh, uh, public parties, not only ministries, as I said before, but also municipal authorities. But you also have to focus particularly on those groups where you might have the higher welfare effects in the medium run. Uh, and you need to go beyond your, your traditional 
uh, agricultural and food uh, 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 boundaries. This moving beyond the traditional production-based approach is crucial according to the experts. An in-depth knowledge of the city you plan to work in, not only its geography but also its culture and customs. Strong local partners, flexible distribution to get products door-to-door -door in small amounts on a daily basis, an eye for health benefits and good relations with local metropolitan government whose job it is to keep the megacities running, and an openness to becoming a co-investor. We might do more not only in exporting products but exporting knowledge uh, and starting to think about uh, our partnership as a co-investment partnership. That's new for many of the industries. They want to sell products while we believe that in the long run it is the export of the whole uh, uh, knowledge uh, infrastructure behind that that makes your comparative advantage. Uh, so being a co-investor in any of the African or Asian countries is a new role for many of the Dutch industries. So how best to organise as an agro-food sector to meet the challenges and chances of feeding the megacities as the world population continues to grow in the next decades to an expected near 10 billion people in 2050? A more structural and coordinated approach can help and the water sector can offer lessons here too. Uh, we see good examples uh, for this, uh, for the Net Netherlands Water Platform for example is a very good example where all partners in the water sector came together and it's much more a programmatic approach to provide solutions to countries where they really face water problems and I think we should have um, such a platform structure uh, for feeding city solutions uh, as well and that should be organized uh, by uh, or at least driven uh, by um, the policy, uh, policy levels here in The Hague uh, but also by the sector itself. Ruud Rubin says there are ample opportunities, but he says a new mindset is needed as well. In, in many traditional marketing projects, it was always looking for a market outlet of the produce. Eh? So you had primary production, you organized some processing, uh, 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 some logistics, and then it ended up with the consumer. But in urban systems, you need to start with understanding consumption, consumption habits, consumption preferences. They can be modified, but it is not easy. And in your supply system, you have to link to, the, to that particular uh, behavior. Eh? So you should go to the places where people shop. You should uh, pack your product in a way that people accept it. For instance, much of the uh, animal products, people in Asia want to see it live on the shelf. Because a cold chicken is not a fresh chicken in their, their perceptions. Eh? So you have to play with those things and organize a market where that is feasible and at the same time uh, satisfies uh, 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 health considerations. Eh? So that is that understanding you need to organize, uh, let's say, new marketing systems that partly are based on convictions of that people already have from the very, very past. So it's not, uh, it's not supply-driven, it's demand-driven it and really zooming demand. in and then finding out what the cultural aspects yeah. are and also marrying that to new te technological yeah. solutions as yeah. well. Yeah, and I think Dutch entrepreneurs are capable of doing that because our consumption habits have been changing a lot during the last 20, 30 years. Uh, we see the new ways for organic product and people are more health, health, health concerned. They even want to be sure that production is not polluting the environment, etc. So that adaptive capacity that that we know from Dutch agriculture it has been changing the last 20 years in such an enormous way. We have that adaptive capacity is your competitive advantage, not your productive capacity as such. 
and Henk van Dijn stresses that picking up on lessons already learned is key. What we tend to do is to develop new solutions to these kind of major problems, while uh, private sector partners, Dutch or international, uh, or uh, knowledge institutes from, lo from local and as well international partners, um, already found solutions or piloted solutions uh, which we can maybe tweak to Dutch technology or Dutch knowledge instead of rethinking the whole idea from the beginning. Uh, and that's what we tend to do. Uh, we don't want to learn from others. We want to learn within the Netherlands maybe from each other. Uh, but learning from the others outside the Netherlands is not our biggest, uh, biggest gain. But how can that change then? By making this problem much more a, a global problem and teaming up with partners which are relevant multi-donors, uh, teaming up with World Bank, uh, Asian Development Bank, Asian Investment Bank, but also, like I already mentioned earlier, is um, to team up with knowledge institutes abroad or with private sector partners abroad. You've been listening to the Feed the Cities podcast from the Food and Business Knowledge Platform. The speakers in the podcast were Henk van Down, CEO from the BOP Innovation Centre, and Ruert Rubin, a professor of impact assessment at Wageningen University and Research. The experts took part in a roundtable discussion organised as part of the activities of the innovation network Feeding Cities. You can find out more about this network and how to join at the Food and Business Knowledge Platform website knowledgeforfood.net that's knowledge the number four food.net we'd love to hear what you think about the ideas in the podcast after all one of the main goals is to share knowledge and stimulate further discussion so please leave a comment or suggestion at the website and share the podcast with anyone you think who'll be interested in furthering the discussion from me andy clark thanks for listening <laughs>